Why are young people spending their summers fighting for equality? And what motivates the next generation to stand up for the unborn? You're listening to your radio activist on the Mark Harrington Show. Mark Harrington Show is brought to you by Created Equal, and you can support our work by going to createdequal.org. So, folks, uh, we're out front of the Planned Parenthood here in Columbus, Ohio. This is a death pit. This is a killing center. This is where they kill unborn babies. It's the sole remaining abortion center in Columbus, Ohio. When I started doing this almost two decades ago, there were seven abortion centers in this city. There's only one left. Of course, that's too many, but there's only one left, and that's Planned Parenthood. Last year, we saw the second remaining clinic close. Uh, after 45 years, it was the first one in Ohio. They called it Founders uh, Women's Center. So we're down to one here in uh, Columbus. This is a surgical abortion center. There is one pill mill as well. So... I guess for uh, all intents and purposes, there still are two abortion centers, only one surgical abortion. But anyway, we are out front of the Planned Parenthood today, and I am uh, here with the interns, some of the interns that are gathered with us this summer, uh, and they are here sidewalk counseling today. And so I wanted to spend the program uh, talking to them, interviewing them, why, and ask them why they are spending their summers doing this instead of something else they could do, which might be a, maybe a little bit funner, possibly. So that's what we're going to do on the program. Also, we have across the street our Jumbotron, um, which is showing a victim photography to women and uh, the parents that go inside the abortion center right across the street from Planned Parenthood. So let's get started. We're going to interview some of our uh, interns this summer that are spending their, year, or their, their summer here with us. Uh, let's start right here. Let's uh, go ahead. What? Just state your name and where you're from. Hi, I'm Amelia Turnbull, and I'm from Fort Wayne, Indiana. All right, Fort Wayne, Indiana. And who, who we got here? I'm Molly Meyer, and I'm from Salina, Ohio. Salina, all right. Give it up for Salina. I'm Jane, and I'm from Columbus, Ohio. And, all right, finally? I'm Cole Sussman from Colorado Springs, Colorado. All right, Cole drove all the way up here. We learned about that last night. All right, so let's let's get right into it. I'm going to go ask each of you why you came this summer. What made you, what motivated you to come to Ohio, of all places, and spend your summer defending the unborn? So let's go ahead. We'll start with Jane. Jane, you're from Columbus, so you know Created Equal. But why are you here this summer? I've done justice rides with Created Equal and Days of Action, and I just really loved doing outreach with them and learning more about the uh, pro-life arguments and I wanted to dive deeper into that because I believe this is our generation's holocaust mm -hmm. and I really want to learn more about how to defend these babies and hopefully save some babies this summer. So have you ever been out front of a Planned Parenthood facility before? I have. I've been outside of this one and then on the justice ride we were in front of ones in Florida. Okay yes. so this is the first time you've been out. Uh, folks, just so you know, Planned Parenthood doesn't plan Parenthood. They kill babies. That's what they do. They say that they don't. They say that only 3% of their uh, resources are devoted to abortion services. But we know that is not the case because they count 
you know, getting a pap smear or getting some birth control as the same as getting an abortion, which, as we all know, that's a little bit different, just a little. It only takes several hours, costs hundreds of dollars, leaves the woman wounded. I mean, it's it's definitely not three percent of their um, of their resources used for that. But Planned Parenthood is the largest abortion provider in the in the country. Uh, we are in a uh, largely minority neighborhood here in Columbus is what they do. That's what they do because the founder Planned Parenthood believed that African-Americans were human weeds and needed exterminated. So they are fulfilling the, the mission of uh, Margaret Sanger even today. So, all right, so let's go over here. Amelia, why are you here? Why did you came all the way from Fort Wayne, Indiana? Why are you spending the summer here? I'm here this summer because I want to stand up for the sanctity of life. I know that abortion is wrong and I go to a very liberal college where they don't really respect my Christian values there. So I wanted to stand up for life this summer. I wanted to help women and let them know that there are other options besides abortion. And have you ever been to a Planned Parenthood facility before? I have not. I've never seen one. So when we drove by it, honestly, it just felt like my soul was kind of sucked out of me. And then looking at the picture of the baby in yeah. front of Planned Parenthood, the sign we put up, it just, it wanted, I wanted to cry after I saw that. It was just kind of horrible, horrifying. Yeah, it was a long time since I've, for my first experience with the Planned Parent facility, but I, I echo your sentiments there. Uh, you're kind of, your heart starts racing because you know what goes on inside the four walls of this building. It's unspeakable what goes on inside there. Yet the people in the neighborhoods rarely know what's going on if it weren't for us. If we weren't here with the signs in our Jumbotron, the folks in this in this area wouldn't know what's going on inside. So had you ever seen abortion victim photography like that before? I saw it when I went to the March for Life in 2018. Oh, yeah. Tell us about that. This is a really cool story, folks. You want to hear this? Yes. Yeah, so I went to a Lutheran high school and we went to the March for Life every year. I had thought I was pro-choice before that. I'd never seen anything like that. But at the March for Life, I saw the Jumbotron and I saw the pictures of the victims. And I knew that that was something that isn't right. That was a human life that someone just took away and I knew I needed to do something about it. So I made a pact after that um, March for Life that I was going to do something. So I did and I started helping out with the Northeast Indiana Right for Life and I just wanted to help more. Well, you know, folks, that's a really cool story uh, because as you said, you went to the March for Life, not because you were strongly pro-life, just because that's what your high school did. Yeah, it was Which is something we believe that a lot of people who go to the March for Life just go because it's the thing to do. Uh, their school gets off a couple days to go there or a day to go there. Uh, that's not all bad, of course, right? I mean, it's good that we go and stand for that. But that's why we show the victims at the, at the march, because a lot of the people who march don't really understand or at least haven't owned the reason why they're there. And so also the victims need represented at their own march. And they're not really. Uh, we're representing them. Uh, the people that march and speak at the rally, they represent them. But the victims can't represent themselves because they're dead. So the only way they can be represented is by the use of these victim photography and video. And if you would go ahead and pan over, we got this is the Jumbotron. Now, it's not fully extended today, but this is similar to what we would display at the March for Life. Um, and we use that outside of the Planned Parenthood. All right. So, Molly, why are you here? Um, I wanted to make an impact 
on the world. And I think one of the, the important issues of our time is abortion and the most important. And so I wanted to become involved with that and making a difference. So you're not just here because your parents told you to come? No, I had to get permission. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but I mean, this is something you believe. Yes. I mean, obviously your parents brought you up the right way to believe that, you know, life is sacred. But you're not just here because they said, go there and learn. You did it on your own. All right, Cole, why are you here? You, Cole came from Colorado Springs. I asked Cole, why would you want to leave Colorado Springs? It's a beautiful place. I've been there twice. I love that place. Why would you want to come to Ohio of all places? Uh, not that there's anything wrong with Ohio. Uh, I'm down here because protecting life is important to me. I'd been up here for the justice ride a couple times before, and uh, I was thinking about it, and I just decided there was nothing more important that I could do this summer. And How did you find out about Created Equal? Uh, my sister came on a justice ride three years ago and then brought me with her the next year. Right. So the justice ride recruited Cole, the March for Life, and our presence there recruited Amelia. All right, so again, we're here at the Planned Parenthood in Columbus, Ohio, out front with our interns who are here for the summer. Half of them are here and half are downtown, uh, witnessing in downtown Columbus. Uh, if you can pan out a little bit, you'll see that we have abortion victim photography. How are you today, man? Good. You see we have the victim photos here. We have them at the entrance down here. We have some counselors that are hopefully speaking to women as they go inside. The parking lot is not as full as normal, which is a good thing. That means fewer babies are dying today inside this facility. And there's also a pregnancy resource center right across the street, which is really smart because in the restaurant business, it's about location. Location, location, location. That's what they say. It's true with abortion, too. If you're going to have an abortion clinic, you ought to have a pregnancy resource center right next door. So often what will happen is that we might persuade a young woman to actually go either to that facility. And there's also another one right across the street here, another women's center. So, uh, of course, you've got your weed store, too. I mean, that guy can't miss that. Got to have the weed store. That's kind of fitting for the Planned Parenthood. So, folks, I want you to take action today. I want you to go to our website at createdequal.org and click on the Day of Action. The Day of Action takes place next week, starting Sunday night, June 13, uh, is where we had the apologetics training. And then the next day, June 14th, all day long, we take people out onto the streets, to the overpasses, to the downtown squares, to the abortion centers, and train them on what they've just learned. And you can sign up for that by going to createdequal.org and click on the day of action. So I know you guys have only been with us a day, but <laughs> uh, how was your first day? Um, it was really good. Um, What'd you learn? Well, in the morning we had orientation and got to meet all the staff. And then in the afternoon, we had training on um, sidewalk counseling and we learned about what we're gonna do just today. Um, and we watched a cool movie about um, different tactics in in sidewalk counseling in sidewalk counseling and speaking to these women which is the pro-life action league's uh, sidewalk counseling video uh folks this this uh this internship is the best in the country of course i say that i'm a little bit biased of course but uh and here's why it's not only academic 
which it is very deep. These, these young people are going to be reading. They're going to be make, writing reports. Uh, I mean, it's like a college course when it comes to the academics. And they're also going to be learning from some of the, the most, uh, I guess, the most impactful pro-life leaders around. These aren't all going to be the ones that are, you know, the, the household names. But these are folks that have been on the front lines for decades. And they'll either be speaking in person or they'll be coming in on a Zoom call to teach them uh, some of the things they need to learn about abortion. So um, that's why the classroom part of it is so important. Uh, but we, we marry that together along with the outreach. We call that the feet work. You got the seat work, which is sitting your butt down on a chair in front of a desk and learning from people, videos, discussions, presentations. And the feet work, which is coming out on the streets doing this, sidewalk counseling, going downtown, holding signs on an overpass. That's the feet work. And then most importantly... The repeat work. The repeat work is where you actually go home to your own community or you intern with us, which is what we really want all of them to do. But the repeat work is so they go back to their own communities or work for us full time. And hopefully some of you are going to stick around for at least a gap year. A gap year is a nine month uh, kind of a trial period where they would uh, get their feet wet and what it would be like to work full-time in the pro-life movement. They raise support. They begin to work in the office more as a future kind of a mission or career. And so we're hoping we can get some of the folks that do the internship to be in the repeat work, which is working for us full-time. All right, so what other, uh, what do you anticipate for the rest of the summer? You're looking forward to that? Um, so I'm anticipating learning some good things, learning how to tackle some tough arguments, um, and then just coming out here and talking to a lot of people, spreading the truth about what abortion's really like, hopefully change some minds, save some babies. Are you guys, uh, are you, are you a little bit, uh, nervous at all about going onto the, the, uh, overpass or going out to the clinics? We're also going to go door to door. That ought to be fun. Is there some butterflies in the stomach? Um, not a whole lot. Maybe a little. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. There should be because we want to stretch them. We want to teach them to do hard things. I think this generation, unfortunately, has been given a pass. They're not asked to do difficult stuff very often. They've been given too much in some ways. That's just me speaking, you know. Uh, but I think that uh, we need to stretch them, to ask them to do hard things. One of the things we'll do this summer is we'll take a week. We'll go on the road uh, to, a, to a city or cities nearby for an entire week long. Uh, on the road, this is what it's like to do pro-life work full time. So now, who, who has not been to a Planned Parenthood before? So, I mean, you know what goes on inside here. Yeah. Uh, how does that make you, what does that make you feel inside? What is it? Does it motivate you to do more and what? Well, at first I didn't think I'd be really affected by it, but then like right when we drove by, it was just, it was just so sad. And it made me want to talk to the women going in. It made me want to help them. And then I saw a car leave with a woman who had just been in there right. and knowing like what she had gone through and what she had just done was just heartbreaking, just very heart wrenching to know she had to go through that. Mm -hmm. And she thought that was her last resort. 
and what kind of literature are we using here? So if you would, I know that you're not used to using this, but this is one for the woman says, this is not your only choice. There's an insert too. Talks about the abortion pill and the reversal, which they do dispense the abortion pill here as well. It's not just a surgical abortion. Uh, they also have the chemical abortion here. This has the resources they need. Um, that's why it's important that we have a pregnancy resources center next door. Uh, the goal here, folks, is to get the, the parents to come over and talk to us. And so I know you guys haven't done this much, but what would you say to a, a, a young lady that's going inside the abortion center? We just want to let them know that they're loved. Well, no, and that... no, no. Role play it with Role me. play. Okay, yes. ready? Yes. Um, <laughs> so, like, if you were the woman going in, I would be like, um, this is not a safe place for you. There is an abortion clinic right next door that can actually help you and give you free resources. Pregnancy Resource Pregnancy Center. Pregnancy Resource Center. Yeah. Um, uh, we tell them, like, your baby has a heartbeat at, heartbeat at 16 days. Um, if they've taken the abortion pill, um, you can go to abortionpillreversal.com. Um, all sorts of stuff like that. So you got to understand this is one of their, you know, some of these folks haven't done a whole lot of this. So it's understandable. This is why they're out here. I've always believed that we learn on our feet. Classroom's important, but you learn by doing. So if you do something and it doesn't work the first time, you try something else. My approach out front as a male counselor, I usually speak to the men. Leave it up to the women to speak to the women. I speak to the men. I challenge the men, I look at them in the eyes, and I tell them, you're supposed to be protecting women and children. You're not supposed to be allowing your girlfriend or your, your, uh, your wife or whoever to go inside and kill your baby. You're supposed to defend them. Man up, man up. Come out of there, take her out of there, and defend her, defend women and children, and appeal to their manliness, you know, to their manhood. Uh, sometimes they don't take it real well, but other times I've had them change their minds uh, on that. So what I'd like to do, I want to slide over here so uh, you guys appreciate you being with us again. All right. Thank you for being with us. We're going to walk down here and get a look at what's happening right down here. Again, thanks for being with us. Pray for our interns this summer. All right. We're going to head down here for the remaining of the program. Thanks. All right, so we have the Jumbotron across the street. And then up here, we have Evangeline and Violet. All right, and so we're going to interview Evangeline and ask her, what would you say to a woman going inside here? <laughs> I would say um, this is not your only option. If you are pregnant, you are already a mother. I would just give her everything that she could possibly need to hear before walking inside that clinic to know that she is not alone, that she doesn't have just one choice, that there are people willing um, to help her. And you've seen people go in today, women. Have you had an opportunity to speak to any of them? Yeah, yeah. We've seen um, a couple. We saw one couple just come go in in that white truck. Um, we talked to them and um, some other women. When you talked to them, did they listen? Um, well, they don't always. No, no, but I was telling them, like I just said, I was talking to him, and she yelled something back, something along the lines of just giving an excuse why she's doing it. I can't really catch all of it. But enough to yell back. She did hear me, and um, 
the man, uh, the husband, boyfriend, whatever he is, gave me a look, the not very happy look. But um, I think deep down, everyone, but specifically then, they knew that what they were doing. Here so why do you have the GoPro on? Uh, this is for security reasons, um, in case someone would, you know, come up and try to hurt us, that we can or destroy protect our equipment, equipment, which unfortunately happens more than you would think. Unfortunately. Yeah. So, and also um, to capture, you know, good conversations. Okay. And then what do we have here? It's, it's swing around. Okay. So explain what we have here. So we use, okay, friends, you need to understand we use visuals. We feel like for the for the parents that won't come over and speak to us, which is going to be the majority of them, unfortunately, we need to put something in their pebble and put a pebble in their shoe, something that they can think about that they will visualize what they're about to do if they're going to go kill their baby. So we use fetal development photos like this prenatal development photos. These this baby is a, eight, a six week preborn child. We also have an eight-week down there. We use abortion victim photography as well. Why Why do you feel it's important to use the visuals of Angeline? Uh, because of the best piece of evidence that they are human beings. Um, looking at an image um, is, is so much more powerful than, you know, trying to convince them over and over and they're still not believing. Showing them the evidence can really convince someone that abortion really is killing an innocent human being. Mm -hmm. And what do you think about use? Can you flip this one around? What do you think about using the victim photography? Because some folks won't think that's effective. There are those out there in our movement that say these should not be displayed at, a, at an abortion center. What are your thoughts? Uh, I've done or I've had conversations with people without using the images, and it was so much more difficult to convince them that abortion. Why? Because there was they they weren't even convinced that I was a human being yet. But looking at the images, no doubt that this is not uh this, this isn't so you draw their attention to the images now this is a very young child this is seven weeks and the reason why we use first first trimester aborted baby photos and prenatal development photos is because that's 90 percent of the abortions that are taking place uh that's why we don't usually use a lot of late-term images because that's generally not what's the type of babies that are being killed inside here uh okay so one last question I want to I want to hear a story, a positive story of someone you've changed their minds and they've saved their child in that day. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a few weeks ago. I was actually here on that corner and a young lady pulled in and I talked to her for a few minutes. And, you know, I saw that she had a car seat in the back of her car. So I knew she had another child. And I just told her, you know, that the baby inside your, your womb right now is just as valuable as the kid that you have, your born kid right now. And I talked to her more and more and gave her all these reasons. You could tell by just looking at her face that she was no, like she knew what she was doing here was not good. But she ended up parking in the parking lot, going inside. I thought I lost all hope that it was over. We kept praying. And then she ended up coming out sobbing, saying, I'm going across the street to get an ultrasound. And pregnancy, pregnancies, yeah, she went over there yeah. um, and she's having a little boy. And it, it truly was amazing. Um, yeah, and folks, you know, it doesn't happen all that often, but it happens enough. And even if it never happened at all, right, you'd be here, wouldn't you? Yes. And that's because the, the children deserve our protection. They deserve us to defend them. And we stand in solidarity with them in life or death. We're the closest thing they're going to have to human community ever. 
and that is that we are we're here pleading for their lives whether they the the mothers choose life or not that's not the point obviously we want to be as effective as we can and we feel like we are here but even if we weren't we would continue to come out and that is a witness in this community too that there's a killing center in your own town uh, and also the churches need to take ownership over this place you know francis schaefer once said that abortion clinics stay open by the permission of your local church it's true it's true if it weren't for that abortion would be done it'd be over if the church rose up and spoke out against it train their people to do the right thing and defend the innocent this would be over with very very quickly all right so we're going to wrap it up here again i'm from uh, mark harrington here coming to you from the planned parenthood we're on site right here we have jane testing out her newly acquired information and training talking to a woman who was pulled to the side so she can speak to her about abortion don't know if she's abortion minded or not but anyway folks we want you to be praying for our uh counselors out here today pray pray for our interns this summer we pray that they would be changed we pray that their lives would be changed that they would leave this summer um different um that this would be a life-changing moment and, and time for them, uh, and that they would commit their lives at one level or another to defend the preborn. Again, Mark Harrington here. We'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember America to bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to make a difference for the cause of life, liberty, and justice, go to createdequal.org. To follow Mark, go to markharringtonshow.com. Be sure to tune in next time for your marching orders in the culture war.